when it comes to the idea that an individual should be making their own health care decisions, not the government or corporations, that stuff is common sense. So, so much of this is very base level stuff that we've just gotten out of touch with. And I think most people are starting to see that we're living in this kind of bizarro world where everything is operating backwards. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to talk about the legitimately most important thing that you can do as an American. What's that? And well, it's even more important than just voting. What's it, more important than just voting, Jim? Voting in your primaries. Oh, you talk That's about this every episode. Listen, well, we're coming up, man. Two I weeks. I know. Two weeks, right? From I know. the time this drops, it should be about two weeks until the primary. Yeah. And this isn't an episode where we're normally, you know, taking a crazy stance on something or we're trying to bring light to something that's crazy in the world right now. It's something that's uh, really important to you. It is important. It's, well, it shouldn't be important to me. It should be important to everybody, right? The primaries are upon us. And I know that for the past couple of years, we've been saying this is the most important election of our lifetime. Every election, most important election, but it is. Yep. Every single one seems to be more important than the last. And if you think you can sit this out, if you think you can just wait, you're going to let everybody else do the easy work on the primaries because they don't really matter, right? Who cares? Primaries, bunch of yeah. bunch of dudes I've never heard of. See you in the general. Yeah, man. I'll show up at the general and I'll just vote then. But that's how we got in this mess. That's how we've gotten into this mess for the last 40 years. Oh, probably longer. Probably oh, longer. Probably. Yeah. Actually. What'd you say the turnout was for Ohio? 20%, maybe a little higher. So Ohio, back in 2020... Now, this is both Democratic and Republican. We had a Democrat and Republican primary, 20.8% of the voters, 20.8% wow. turnout. Wow. Disgusting. Wow. And we're really median, right? We got a couple like right. Washington State, they had 41%. North Dakota had in their, well, Democratic primary, 2.6%. So if we're at 20%, is that one fifth yeah. of the voters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was our turnout, right? But you got Tennessee, DNR. 17.9%. Wow. So nobody showed up. <laughs> South Carolina primary. Well, that's a Democrat. 13.9%. Yeah, you got Louisiana. Democratic Republican. 14% on the dot. 14%. Connecticut. DNR. 12.9%. You're talking 13% of all the registered voters actually wow. taking their time to show up to vote for these primaries. That's and you know insane. what? And those 12% probably all showed up to vote for the incumbents. And I tell you what, it doesn't matter which election it is. My father and I would always pride on being the first ones in line, whether it's the primary or the general, you know, if my schedule allows it, him and I like to be the first one in line just to see if we can get that. Well, your schedule allows it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. We're starting, or maybe I'll sleep in. I don't know. We're starting to go fund me account for Dan. He is currently unemployed thanks to the Biden energy policies. Yeah. Yeah. It's Cheers. tough. Yep. That coal fire power plant is shut down and here I am professional podcaster. <laughs> Even though it only ran for, what, 12 days a year or something? What'd you say? No, it ran about 30 to 40 days a year. Yeah. And then once we started closing down and all that stuff, we saw a little bit of a change. This is for a whole nother show. I hate saying it, but we were probably running more like 60 to 80 days a year because of the demand of power going up and the price of power going up. So the demand's going up and we're closing down power plants. Yeah. Left and, and we're right. actually closing down the power plants that provide that extra power that for backup. when the demand. Yep. Oh man. Yep. The Perfect. peaking units. Hey, you know what? Yep. Go green. They closed. We down. don't need you because we're going to yeah. have electric cars. They, yeah. they run off sunlight. Yeah, but you can't fix that in the primaries. No, well, you can. I mean, you can. No, you can. Not, not like Every right single now. issue you have with the government right now can be fixed in the primaries. Get rid of these scumbags that aren't doing anything. Get rid of these scumbags that have been there over and over again and only represent you during the election years. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. I've, I, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but I've said it over and over and over again. I will vote for a mechanic before I'll vote for a politician. Yeah. I will. I'm sick of it. I am sick of these politicians. And if you don't go out and vote in this primary, then you lose any right you think you have to complain about your government. You don't get to complain. Now, I will say, you know, this is a voluntary voting country, right? You don't have to vote, but there are countries out there where voting is compulsory. They make you vote. You have to vote. Yeah. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not. Wow. I mean, can we do worse? If we made people vote, even if the people that are showing up right now that are like, Ugh, I have no idea. I'm just going to vote for this guy. It can't be worse than what we're doing right now. Yeah. It can't be. It cannot be. But we got these primaries coming up and we got great candidates. Now, we're only speaking really for Ohio, but all of your states, wherever you're listening to this, 
all of your states have fantastic candidates out there. You just got to learn about them. Yeah. That's it. And the key, I think, is to find the ones that have sixty dollars to $100,000 of their own money that they're running with. Yeah, right. Those and, are the ones that truly mean it. If they, well, got, if they it, got millions, Dan also has Dan also has something else that he uses. Um, he refuses to vote for you or to even give you any consideration if. If what? Come on. What's your, this is fantastic. If you don't have a picture oh, next to your name in Ballopedia, Dan's out. He's yeah. like, look, I don't care what your platform is. Yeah. If yeah. I can't see you. I'm yeah. out. I made that comment in the in the beginning, and it's so true because <laughs> when you're looking at Ballopedia and you're like, you know, because maybe you're one of those people that you know, if Joe Blystone didn't have a picture, you wouldn't know what he was until you see that hat and that beard. Yeah, so that's... let's jump to the governor's race real quick. We'll just touch on a little bit Ballopedia. Ballopedia. <laughs> a little left leaning. Well, I don't know if it's leaning left. Well, but... we just assume they are because of Wikipedia. Any pedias, right? <laughs> Pedia Light. I bet you the leadership of Pedia Light is probably left leaning. Maybe they'll sponsor the show. <laughs> Maybe they're not. Maybe they're conservative. Brought to you by Pedialyte. Yeah, Pedialyte. Because we're going to need some after <laughs> after some of these shows. Dude, after, after, the show, after the show that dropped last week, the anti-grooming, oh. I'm pretty sure that Facebook has banned us now. Mm. I'm not. Yeah. You're going to need yeah. to follow us on Getter because <laughs> Facebook is not going to be happy with our last show. <laughs> Shit. Mm. So for the Republican Party, for the primary election for governor, you have DeWine. Boom. You got Joe Blystone. You got Ron Hood. Who? The Hood guy. <laughs> this is going to go off the rails. Just stop it. Continue. And Jim Renacci. Oh, I keep getting texts from Jim Renacci. I know. Dude, and I send him back the shittiest things. Right. And right. Sure every time he texts me, yeah. Every time he texts me, I come back with some shitty thing about why you should vote for Joe Blystone, and they keep texting me. I don't. Ugh. So Joe Blystone's friend of the show. I'm actually calling the police. Oh wow. Okay. I am. I'm going to report. Harassment? Yep. I'm going to report Jim wow. Renacci for telephone harassment. I've told him to stop texting me. I told him, and he won't stop. He won't stop. He has so much money to spend. He's like, I'll just spend it on teletexting. You know what? That's what we should do. Mm -hmm. We should get everybody who listens to this. Every time Jim Renacci texts you. Mm -hmm. Text him back and tell him to stop. If he texts you again, go to your local police department and sign charges against him. Why don't you text him back and tell him to listen to Pod Bless America? <laughs> We'd have him on. Let's have him on. They don't want to come on here. So Mike DeWine's a fake because I just found out today that his first name's Richard. <laughs> he's a real, he's a dick. It's Dick DeWine. It's Dick DeWine, dude. Are you kidding me? That. Richard Michael DeWine. Yeah. Huh. That is fake. He's a real live dick. I never knew that. You know, you can't win with a name like Richard. He learned it from Nixon. <laughs> I'm talking about a race here, right? So, so Richard Michael DeWine, they got him on top, you know, probably because he's <laughs> talking about a race. So you got Richard DeWine. God, we should just call him Richard from now on. You know, he's going to get a Michael from me. Joe Blystone, Ron Hood, and Jim Renacci. I'll tell you what, Blystone's got a lot of signs. Blystone's got a lot of signs in our town. The wife went down to Amish country, said it was littered with Joe Blystone signs. Do the Amish vote? They do. Well, they also had a lot of Trump signs in the 20, How does 20 that work? election. How does that work, though? Can they use the electronic voting machines? No, they probably do mail-in ballots because mm. they all got mailboxes. <laughs> you know, Ron Hood and Jim Renacci and DeWine, these guys won't even have a debate. Blystone was the only one who said he would debate. DeWine copped out because he was like, oh, it's only an hour. I mean, we've had this, we talked about this before. Yeah. He copped out because he said it was only an hour and he couldn't, you know, he didn't want to put on that kind of a show. Renacy was like, I'm not doing it if Dick's not doing it. <laughs> oh, God. Dickie DeWine, baby. Oh, Stop God. It. Stop it. You're trying to get me in trouble. God, no I got dicks. So many jokes. No dicks. That's so that the sign for, for anti DeWine sign is no, no more dicks. <laughs> Continue. So for the Democratic primary for governor, who do they got? They got John Cranley and Nan Whaley. Nan's the mayor from uh, Dayton? I think so. I think it's Dayton. Right. So I don't know who the other guy is. Hands down. Lieutenant governors, everyone who has one. There's John Husted, who is Dickey's uh, <laughs> lieutenant governor. Candace Keller, John Knopp, and Jeremiah Workman is the guy who is with Blystone. Jeremiah. That's who I want. You know what? I want a guy named Jeremiah. He's a sound Amish. <laughs> no, that's not what I picture. Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. It's just a big, strong name. 
That's a guy's not going to take any shit. Four candidates are running and they're Republican. This is from Ballotpedia, my favorite pedia, maybe second favorite pedia. They have led the field in fundraising. When it says incumbent Mike DeWine, Joe Blystone, and Jim Renacy have led the field in fundraising and media coverage. Politico's Zach Montalaro and Michael Cruz wrote that the primary could show just how far support for Donald Trump could go, even without the former president's direct involvement. So he, this guy's still living rent-free in their head because they can actually put on here that they can just show the support for Man, Donald, even, you know. It's crazy. Uh, how uh, the former president's direct involvement can take a challenger against a more traditional conservative governor who clashed with the most strident parts of the Republican base during the pandemic, which is true. A lot of people got pissed off at Mike DeWine because he was, he was, he a Dickie DeWine. Oh, Dick DeWine. For not being uh, the governor of Florida. Yeah, man. For real though. (laughs) He was sick of it. They're like, can you do what DeSantis is doing? And and not only was he not doing what DeSantis was doing, but he was letting an unelected official call all the shots. Amy. He just deferred to her. Amy Acton. Hey, man, do what you want. Tough Acton. Amy Acton. <laughs> Tough <laughs> Acton Acton. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. That was yeah. that was all right. She can do foot fungus, I guess. Well, it is a she, health. That's a health issue. She is a doctor. She's a doctor. <laughs> so is Jill Biden. <laughs> Jill Biden's a doctor. Wow. So come the, on, man. The, the governor's race. That's, that's one thing. We got the governor race. We have a house race district seven. Well, and these districts are screwed up. Well, you know, I mean, I guess we could talk about it or we've got a friend of the show, uh, Jonah Scholes, who's kind of standing by for us here. We'll let Jonah talk about district seven, the redistricting and what's happened over there. Yeah, before you get in the house stuff, I mean, we might as well just let Jonah fill everybody in on what's going on. Now, if you remember back in uh, episode nine, nine, we had Jonah Schultz on here and he told you what his his platform was. And Jonah won us over a long time ago because Jonah is exactly who you should be voting for in these primaries. I think that's who I'm voting for. Jonah is not an establishment politician. He's not taking money from big money. He's not taking money from corporations. All the money that Joan has taken in is from working folks that are giving him five bucks here, 10 bucks there, 20 bucks there, right? Joan is knocking on doors. Joan is, he's doing it grassroots, man. And he hates politicians, hates them. He does. So, I mean, I think those are the guys that you need to be seeking out. The men and women, the new generation that is sick of everything they've seen happening, that is sick of what they see is going on, that aren't tainted by big money, that have no desire to go to the big money, that are willing to limit themselves to terms. Mm -hmm. That's who you should be looking at. Not the incumbents, not the Bob Gibbs of the world, even on the Democratic side, not the Sherrod Browns, those people that have been there, done that and done nothing for you, get them out. But anyway, we got Jonah Show. Yeah, I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to talk to you. Yeah, Jesus, right. let's get him on. It is Sunday. Do not take the Lord's name. It is the Sabbath. <laughs> Heathen. All right. So anyway, Jonah, you there? I am. Thanks for having me back on. Well, I don't know. We're, we're, uh, we're pretty strong Jonah supporters here. So uh, we'd have, actually, we called you to offer you a job, see if you wanted to be a tri-host. <laughs> you wanna, on this podcast. On this How podcast. you been, Jonah? I'm great. We'll, we'll have to discuss the salary maybe off the phone and we'll see where that goes. But uh, Well, you're going to be I, busy. I, I, you're going to be busy after the uh, general election because you're going to be in Congress there. So you're, you're probably going to have to be on your weekends home that you can help us out. That's, that's true. right. Well, once I'm there and we're able to ban the, the insider stock trading, you know, congressmen will need to find some other ways to make money and, and legitimate ways. So maybe joining the podcast will be one of those for me. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. We hope so, my friend. <laughs> and, and here we are really close to being right up on these primaries here. And, yeah. So uh, that's what we're talking about today. Right. We're talking about the primaries and how important the primaries are. Where are you at? Where's the campaign taking you? Well, it's it's pretty hard to believe it's been over 14 months since I began this campaign. And, you know, it began in the 16th district with a primary challenge to Anthony Gonzalez. It was then redistricted into the 13th district. The court struck that down. Uh, We got a new map where we're in the 7th district, and that's going to be the map that is in place on May 3rd for the primary. The congressional districts will be on the ballot uh, come May 3rd, along with the governor race, the Senate race. The only thing that people need to know, especially when it comes to these primaries, is that it it will be split coming in August, August 2nd, I believe it will be the state level House races, the state level Senate races, and and those Republican Central Committee races will be held in August. So those are getting uh, delayed. But we've created this 
blue collar working class campaign that, you know, we're 100 percent funded by individual contributions. And, and we have knocked now, I believe, over 60,000 doors uh, over these 14 months uh, within the seventh district. And, you know, just today we walked well over 10 miles and, and hit thousands of doors in Parma, which is the largest uh, city in our district. But just to lay out the new district in the seventh district, we have 100 percent of Medina County, 100 percent of Wayne County. We have the northwestern corner uh, of Holmes County, and then we have the southern uh, and western suburbs of Cuyahoga County. So you have all the West Shore, Westlake, Rocky River, Bay Village, all the way, you know, down to, uh, you know, down through Olmstead Falls, North Royalton, Strongsville, Parma, and it also goes all the way over east uh, to Solon now. So we have, we have, you know, it's a large district, obviously, every district is right around 750,000 people, uh, but it's a great Republican district, which I'm very happy about. And we're now just a couple weeks, few weeks away from the primary day. And we're in really good shape because people are done with the political elitist ruling class that we're currently living under and, and they want outsiders. And that's really created a, a clear path to victory for us. Well, one of the things I was a little worried about was once you got redistricted, redistricted? Once the redistricted happens. <laughs> Once the re yeah, redistrict did, did uh, into the seventh, then you came into Bob Gibbs district and he's an incumbent. So I was a little worried about that. So why don't you talk about that real quick? Because I guess it's not as big a deal as I thought it was. Sure. Well, Bob Gibbs has announced that he's retiring. Uh, he, he's not seeking election, although his name will still appear on the ballot. Part part of that is we're kind of past the point where you can withdraw uh, your name from the ballot because ballots have been or are being printed and sent out for absentees and early voting and all of that stuff already. Uh, but he's retiring. He's a, he's an incumbent. He lives down in Holmes County. Uh, but this district was, and, and he cited this as part of the reason why he decided to retire and, and withdraw from this race, is that this district is 90% or more new voters to him. It's it's a brand new district for him. He's, he's mostly represented in his career Holmes County uh, and those more southern uh, rural counties that are down even stretching more towards uh, central Ohio, but some in, in Stark County and, and other areas going out further east. So he's an individual that, you know, he's he's been in government for a while. He's approaching, you know, that age where I don't know if you'd love to, you know, go on and, and, and t take take on the swamp and have to run a rigorous primary campaign, which is a few weeks to go. Uh, so he's not uh, running anymore, which which essentially makes this uh, an open primary and, and goes back to the dynamic been had for the last, you know, 10 months or so since Anthony Gonzalez dropped out of the 16th district, which is myself and Max Miller, the the establishment, you know, kind of the puppet of the big money of, of the big donors of, of the elitist class, Max Miller versus the, you know, true America first conservative, you know, only beholden to the people, Jonah Schultz. That's the back to that dynamic 100%, which is something we have 100% confidence that we can win. Yeah, I have one point and one question. Uh, my first point is to tell everyone that's listening that is going to vote when you see Bob Gibbs name up there and it lets you select it, your vote's not going to count at all. Right. I mean, it may come up as a tally, but it's not giving anybody anything. All it's doing is taking votes from every other person that's on this. And the most important person who I think on this list is Jonah. But my question is, what are you hearing from the people when you're going door to door? Uh, I know it's a, that, that's a hard task to do. Sometimes you're just getting the door shut in your face. Sometimes people want to talk too much, uh, you know, because they're like, finally, someone's coming to talk to me. Yeah. Shut ins. <laughs> yeah. Come on um, in for dinner. But I just want you to touch on a few things that you've seen from going door to door and the things you're hearing from people. I would say the number one theme is that there is a unified hatred for the Democrat Party and the Republican Party, as it stands right now, as far as the establishment Republican Party, because basically the theme of questions I'm asked is, you know, centers around, are you going to stab us in the back like every other Republican we've elected that has pretended to be a conservative throughout the years? And that's kind of the attitude right now, which is a completely fair and appropriate attitude to have, given the fact that that's what Republicans have done to us uh, for a very long time. Those that we've elected outside of the, you know, very few Jim Jordans of the world who've actually, uh, you know, upheld their oaths to the Constitution and to serve the people. So really, there's a frustration out there is the number one thing that that I sense where people are 
people are very weary and they're very, very much anticipate uh, that you are owned by somebody else. Uh, so the number one thing that I've really had to do when it comes to voters, because I'll talk to them about policy, about obviously securing our border, or taking on big tech or securing our elections or our medical freedom or any of those things. And, and we're 100 percent in agreement. But it's really assuring them that I'm going to follow through on my promises and I'm not just like every other individual that they've you know, been forced to elect over the last however long they've been voting really for decades. And also the one thing I've, I've tried to really get across to folks is that we need to participate in our primary process because as we're going through these communities, going door to door, there's lots of Republicans but there's a very small percentage, uh, you know, less than half of these Republicans that are voting in our primaries. And so you begin to realize why you have so many god awful options come the general election so often is because the people are not exercising their political power in the primaries to actually elect these citizen candidates and people who will stand firm in their convictions. And so, you know, our conversations is, is really building that trust. And that's why I do go door to door and why I do put in this work, because I want to establish that basic level of trust with as many people as I can and show that I'm I am the real deal. I am authentic. This is this is who I am. There's no smoke and mirrors. I'm not just going to you know, pay to have. Uh, you know, these mailers stuffed in every single mailbox to every single voter without ever once putting in the effort to earn their vote. And so really what I've tried to say is I'm going to put action over words. I'm going to I'm going to earn your vote, earn your trust, earn your respect. And 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 hopefully uh, we've done that to enough people. But definitely the frustration has been the number one theme that I've seen with the entire system, uh, both on the Democrat side and the Republican side. Well, and you talk about not being a typical politician, right? And that's got to be hard to get through because people do. I remember when I came out and I actually marched uh, for you a couple of times. And I remember once we were out there and that was the question I kept asking people, right? I would, I would ask them if they hate politicians and they all said yes. And I said, so do we. And I would give them your flyer. And I'm like, you know what? If you hate politicians, get on board here, right? Because we hate politicians just as much as you do. And, and I think that is a big hurdle to overcome. I think people are just fed up with it and people don't want to vote anymore. And if they are going to go to vote, they're not doing their due diligence. I got a soundbite here real quick from your Facebook page. It's a speech you were given about your opponent, Max Miller. And I think it's important. I think it is important because people, you know, they'll hear the name Max Miller. They'll say, oh, Donald Trump's endorsed him. Uh, it's good enough for me. Well, here's what you think about Max Miller. Well, we're hard at work in the district every single day, talking to voters, working to earn your vote. Max Miller spent yet another weekend down in West Palm Beach. Uh, really, the only thing Max Miller has worked at this entire election is racking up frequent flyer miles to Washington, D.C. and to West Palm Beach. And he has really shown that he has no interest in earning your vote. He thinks he can buy your vote. He thinks he can coast off special interest money off endorsements, that your vote is not worth earning, not worth working for. And that should show, tell you everything you need to know about what type of representative he will be in office. He will be the exact same shrink back in the shadows, never hear from again representative that we always get just like Anthony Gonzalez. And so we finally have an opportunity. The one thing that I've sworn from the very beginning, the one thing that I have absolute control over is that I will be a workhorse for the people. So... I have yet to hear anything from Max Miller. Like not even a, I haven't seen a commercial. No, I haven't seen anything on Facebook. I haven't, I haven't seen anything. And you're exactly right. He's riding the coattails of Donald Trump. And this is what we're talking about today is how important it is to be educated on these primaries, or you're going to end up with the same thing we've had over and over and over again. Yeah, exactly. And to me, even putting away a, a the fact that, you know, he's my opponent, I'm a candidate, he's a candidate. As a voter, and I've talked to many voters in this district who feel the exact same way, it's insulting the behavior, the, the lack of work ethic, and just the lack of, of respect for voters that has been shown by Max Miller. When, when you're talking, we're a few weeks, just a few weeks away from a primary election where you're telling people, I want to go fight for you. I want to be your public servant. And you can't even be bothered to spend time in the district. You can't even be bothered to spend time in the state. What does that say about you as 
your attitude towards actually being a public servant. It's, it sounds a, a lot like Anthony Gonzalez being, you know, shipped here from California after he hadn't lived in the state, you know, given a bunch of money by the establishment and, and, you know, pretending to be an America first conservative. And we all know how that story ended. And it's been the exact same template here with Max Miller, as far as we're shipping him in back into the state after not living here for, for many years, buying a half a million dollar house in the district just to run the race, you know, regurgitating the same talking points that we've heard over and over and over, not campaigning, being funded by these mega donors. It's the same thing over and over and over. And we have to wise up to it. And I gave a talk just this weekend and I said, you know, this work ethic, a lot of people come up to me and they, they, they kind of pat me on the back and they'll say, Joan, it's amazing that you're working so hard. You know, I don't see candidates doing this. And, and to me, it's, it's bad that it's a surprise that a candidate for Congress is working hard. Why is that a surprise? Why is it a surprise that somebody who wants to be a public servant is going to fight and try to serve right now? And I think the biggest thing that you can take from, you know, the, these candidates is, is this is a tryout, right? This is this is an evaluation process to see who is most fit and most willing to fight for us in D.C. And if you're not willing to fight right now, if you're going to take everyone's support for granted right now, if you think you can buy support and not earn it, then you're you, you've already shown that in D.C. you're you're not going to fight for anything. You're just going to go about your business the same way you're going to go hide in the basement. You're going to get elected and never be heard from again. Uh, and I'm very tired of this personally. And and again, it's insulting to me that any candidate and Max Miller in this case would take votes for granted, not work for them. And, and over the course of, of the 13 or 12 months that he's been campaigning, really say, I don't believe I need to earn your vote. I believe I can buy your vote. And I don't think you're going to prove me wrong. That attitude really needs to be punished with a primary loss in this case. And if we don't end it, it's just going to be this perpetual cycle that we live under where we get upset uh, at a rhino that stabs us in the back. We have somebody come in with all this big money and we elect them, even though they're the exact same person with a different face. <laughs> and this cycle needs to end or, you know, our country is going to be done for. And that's really just the bottom line. You know, and I know Dan has something he wants to say. I just want to add one comment to that is that if Max Miller or any candidate for that matter, believes that they can buy the office, if they can, you know, through donors or whatever, that's just going to continue, right? They're not going to do business for you. They're going to do business by whoever buys that business from them. It's just going to continue. Lobbyist, whatever it may be, but you know who it's not going to be? Main Street USA. You're not going to have a say. You're not going to have a say there because you voted the same garbage in there. Garbage in, garbage out. Yep. Yeah. So, Jonah, I got to tell you, when this uh, this is going to be episode number 26 for us when, when we do this primaries episode, and you have to go back to episode nine when you originally gave us your time and, and we're on our podcast. And when I was at uh, work, when we were still at the power plant, there was a young 28-year-old kid named Joe that listened to your episode. And this kid is, you know, he's not very political. He doesn't really give a shit about politics. He's got more questions about politics than he has opinions about politics whenever he listens to our episodes. And uh, he finished your episode, came over to me and he's like, Hey man, that Jonah Schultz dude is legit. <laughs> I was like, it was like a proud papa <laughs> moment for me where I was like, Oh, like I, it just, it worked how it was supposed to, you know, this kid, he's got to be out in Youngstown now since the plant closed. But, uh, I was so happy to see it and hear it and just to see him come to me with an honest uh, opinion of you. And, and he's what pretty close to your age, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm 27. And that's really awesome to hear because, and first of all, he has the right attitude of, of actually having more questions than uh, he does answers. <laughs> I think if we, if a lot of us had that attitude, we'd probably be in a better place and in a better country. Uh, that's a, that's a great place to be. And then that's, that's how it started for me, right? Is And that's how it always is for me day by day is whether it's in politics or anything else in life, it's, it's trying to find the truth. Because if you find, if you find the truth or you're at least seeking the truth, you're going to wind up in a really good position. And if we had a country full of people that was seeking to educate themselves, was seeking to be engaged and was just seeking to obtain more knowledge and understanding of the truth, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't be facing most of the problems that we're facing right now. We'd probably have some great politicians. We'd have some great public servants. Um, but at the end of the day, 
that's exactly what I'm trying to affect is this great it, to be a part of this great awakening in America where regardless of your age, regardless of your background, that you can rally around this idea that we all ought to be able to dictate our own life and destiny. Uh, and that that starts with seeking the truth and, and, and empowering the individual, empowering our families. And I think most people, when it comes down to it, can rally around that message and, and we can sort some of the details out in the process. But I think people, especially in, in my generation and younger, have seen kind of the results play out before our eyes of a voting base and and a population that is out of touch with our you know political uh, ins and outs and and are haven't taken upon ourselves to be engaged and educated and have just tried to live our own lives and kind of let the process get out of our hands so that's very encouraging to hear yeah i was happy before and for everybody if they want to hear a little bit more about uh, everything jonah stands for it's episode nine you just got to go back a little bit and, and, and you'll hear it. It's we, I, I put you through the ringer on everything you said on, on any questionnaire and, and you stuck to your guns. And I appreciated that. You know, one of the things too, that I loved is when Jonah came here, we tried to just, we, we weren't going to give him the questions, but we're trying to give him a heads up. This is what we're going to talk about. And Jonah was like, let's just go, man. You know, I, I don't need the questions. Let's just go. I'm not a Democrat. Yeah. Let's say I, right. I don't need my talking points. Let's go. God, it was so Yeah. Hard. I mean, it, it, it if you're authentic and you're speaking from the heart, there's very little prep that needs to take place, right? I mean, at the end of the day, all of these things, so much of what we're talking about is not complicated. When it comes to the idea that we should build a wall and hold businesses accountable and stop illegal immigrants from coming into this country, that's common sense. When it comes to the idea that an individual should be making their own health care decisions, not the government or corporations, that stuff is common sense. So, so much of this is very base level stuff that we've just gotten out of touch with. And I think most people are starting to see that we're living in this kind of bizarro world where everything is operating backwards. And so, you know, when you when you talk about these issues, it's very simple. The solutions themselves now are not easy, but they're simple. And I think that that's, a, that's kind of where we're at. All right. So we're going to give you the last word here on the importance of primaries. Now, I want to go back just real quick. Back in 2020, last primary that Ohio had, Democrat and Republican, 20.8% showed up. That's both Democrat and Republican. Now, you get into some of these states like North Dakota, who only had a Democratic primary, they had 2.6% show up. Wow. 26 now you get into local, Elyria, we had 8%. I mean, it was ridiculous, right? But we get into some of these states like Tennessee, Democrat and Republican, 17.9%. You get into Minnesota, 21.7%, both DNR. You know, then you get into the really, really high states like Maine, and they had 35.9% show up. And you um, want to see at least 40, right? If you're going to, if it's going to be, get yeah, closer to half than, sure, than but a quarter. 14%. Out of Louisiana, that ain't helping anybody, right? No. So, Jonah, we're going to give you the last word here on how you feel, the importance of primaries, you know, not waiting until the general election to finally get out there and cast your vote. It's yours. Well, I've said from the beginning that I believe that this election, this time period in American history is is really a do-or-die situation for us. And it doesn't matter if we have a red wave in November, if we just completely blow out the Democrats, if we don't get the primary rights. If you send the same squishy Mitt Romney, Anthony Gonzalez style Republicans to D.C., then you're just going to see a replay of what we've seen for decades with those squishy Republicans teaming up with the Democrats to further sell out the American worker to further abandon our freedoms and, and their oaths to our Constitution. So if we don't get it right in the primary November doesn't matter all that much. You know, you look back into the 16th district primary when Anthony Gonzalez won. You know, we had uh, Christina Hagan was the main challenger to Anthony Gonzalez, uh, and she was far more conservative. But, you know, because Anthony Gonzalez was an Ohio State football player, uh, he had the name ID and he had the money to be able to pull off that win. And so we have to be able to look past the money and and be engaged because so often the people who are engaged in the primary process are those more establishment groups and individuals who want to push 
certain candidates who will do the bidding of those groups, of those corporations, of those special interests. And so it get, really gets pushed onto the people because we haven't done our own research. Uh, and, and in this election in particular, just this week, uh, we had Ohio Advocates for Medical Freedom who came out with their ratings of candidates. I, w- I got an A-plus for my work of uh, you know defending our medical freedom, being active on the front lines with workers, with teachers and nurses fighting these unconstitutional mandates. And, and Max Miller uh, got the worst rating of any candidate at a D minus because he has refused to be active on any of these issues, refused to condemn the mandates in any meaningful way, and actually has admitted, it's on video, you can go to Ohio Advocates for Medical Freedom on, on their Facebook page, that he has no intention or, or desire to do anything about vaccine mandates once he's in office. We have to get to the point where when people tell you who they are, you believe them. And when people show you who they are, like I have through my work ethic and, and, and through my, you know, I'm the only candidate out here who has a, in this race, who actually has a platform. And you go to Max Miller's website, you don't know, you can't tell where he stands on really any issue. It's all just talking points. There's no in-depth plan. And that's purposeful. So if he gets elected, he can then go to D.C. and not do anything because he never made any commitments. He never put forward any plan. It's the same thing over and over and over. And I know I'm, I'm repetitive, but that's what has gotten us where we are right now. Uh, and so the primary season is the only way out of that. Taking these rhinos out is the only way out of this cycle. The primary season is the only way out of this oligarchy that we are currently living under, because what has happened for so long is that the people have followed the party. The people have followed the money and the people have followed the special interests. All of those groups only have as much power as we allow them to have. And as soon as we wake up to that fact, we can say, listen, establishment Republican Party, listen, corporations, listen, special interests. You can keep doing what you're doing. We're going to start leading and you can follow or you can become irrelevant. And as soon as we do that, you're going to see all the shift in the world towards this America first liberty movement led by the people. But the people have to stop waiting for somebody else to lead. And we have to fill that void of leadership. And and, and this is the last point that I'll make is, is somebody came to me one time uh, who is within the Republican Party establishment. And they said there's really a leadership void in the Republican Party now that Donald Trump isn't president. You know, and I'm a, I'm a Trump supporter. And I said, I think that that's a good thing because the void should be filled by the people. The people should have the leadership role in the Republican Party, not any one person, not Donald Trump, not Jonah Schultz, not uh, any one individual. It should be we the people leading this movement. And I think once we learn to lead, which starts by exercising our responsibility to be active in this primary process, then you're going to see a a massive shift in American politics. But that's what has to happen first. And and that's why I've been fighting so hard to get people aware that they do have a voice. They do have power if they only choose to exercise it. Right on. Right on. Man, I'm telling you, that's you could I couldn't have said it better. All right. So where does everybody find you? Uh, where, your socials, where, where, where would they connect with you? So the website is SchultzForCongress.com. That has my full platform, background, all of that good stuff. Uh, if you want a yard sign or to volunteer here down the home stretch or anything like that, SchultzForCongress.com. Uh, Facebook is Jonah Schultz for Congress. Twitter, Jonah Schultz OH. And Instagram, Jonah Schultz OH. Uh, you can find me on, on all of those. Right on. Awesome. Jonah, man, good luck. We're coming into the home stretch here. I mean, we're, we'll do our part for you, but, uh, and hopefully the, uh, hopefully the voters wake up. And realize that it's time for a change, and you're that change. And it's so. got to be the primaries. And if you listen to these episodes, I think Jim, talk, no matter what the topic is, Jim's always like, "You got to make sure you vote the primaries." And we're like, "We're talking about something else here, Jim." <laughs> and we're talking about kittens. I'm like, "Shut up!" <laughs> the primaries. You're never going to be able to buy another kitten again if you don't vote in the primaries. We have a lady that well, wants to come on and do cat chats. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll have her come on and talk about the primaries. Yeah, Kit, Kitty City, I think, is a new name for <laughs> it. Jesus. <laughs> All right, we're off squirrel. Uh, yes, oh, sorry, Jonah. Sorry, go ahead. You were going to say, yeah, well, and then we're out. Yeah, I, I just want 
I want to thank you guys again for having me on, and I'm, I'm looking forward to coming on once I'm the Republican nominee after May 3rd. Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be good. a Don't party. get Jim excited. Yes. I'm going to have an Uber here for everybody. It's going to be great. <laughs> Ubers for everybody. We're going to just assume you won. You're going to walk in here, red, white, and blue balloons are going to be falling down, or the yeah. music playing in the background. <laughs> Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, oh, God, I got goosebumps. All right. Jonah, we'll see you, man. I Take care. You, Thanks. Man. All right. God bless you. Right, Thanks bye. a lot. Yeah. All right. Bye. Man, am I impressed with that kid? Dude, I tell you, man, Jonah is the real deal. I, man, I know. And people hear us talking about it and they're like, God, get off his dick, man. But I am telling you, this is the guy. This is the guy. This, not only Jonah, but it's people like Jonah, people that understand how broken the system is and they want to get in here and fix this. Yeah. You know, but. if you wait until the general election to vote, you're going to miss out on Jonah. You've got to get in there and you have to vote for guys like Jonah or girls that have the same thinking as Jonah. If you want to save this country, this is it. There was another meme I saw. God, I'm so full of memes. There was an, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's all I do all day. I just look at memes and laugh to myself. There was another one I saw though that was like, you know, it was something like, you know, listening to your friends talking about how important this election is or something. And it was a guy walking next to him with an M4. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you realize that America's already lost and you're just waiting for the shooting to begin. Well, I mean, wow. That's that's where we're at, you know? We're close, man. We're close to this whole thing being done. And if we keep electing the same assholes that don't care about you and only care about themselves, we're done, man. It's true. We're done. Look, the primaries are coming up. Ohio is May 3rd, but depending on what state you're listening in, you're going to have to get a hold of your states. I mean, really, Ohio starts it off. Uh, Ohio and Indiana are both May 3rd, and they go up from there. You got Nebraska, May 10th. You got West Virginia, May 10th. Kentucky, May 17th. Oregon, we probably don't have too many listeners out there, a bunch of liberals. Uh, But anyway, Oregon, you're May 17th. Pennsylvania's May 17th. Idaho, May 17th. And then you got Alabama, May 24th, with a runoff June 21st. If you're listening in Georgia, it's May 24th. California, June 7th. Iowa, June 7th. Mississippi, June 7th. Got a lot in June 7th, actually. Montana, New Jersey, New Mexico, South Dakota, all June 7th. You've got Maine, Nevada, North Dakota, South Carolina, June 14th, Virginia, June 21st, Arkansas, May 24th, Colorado, Maryland, New York, Oklahoma, Utah, June 28th. Is anybody running against Romney? Oh. Is there is there a primary on him? I, I'm not sure. I've Can you look head. that up? Real quick while yeah. I'm... Well, let me... Uh, I got something I could say. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let me go through the rest of the list just so I can say it. <laughs> just because I don't know if we have anybody listening to these states, but Arizona, Kansas, Michigan. I know Michigan. We got at least one. Missouri, Washington. You're August 2nd. Tennessee, August 4th. Connecticut, Minnesota, Vermont, Wisconsin. You're August 9th. Hawaii, August 13th. Alaska, Wyoming, August 16th, Florida, August 23rd, Delaware, September 13th, New Hampshire, September 13th, Rhode Island, September 13th. Then you got Massachusetts, September 6th, and Louisiana finishes it out November 8th. No matter what state you're in, know when your primaries are and know who you're going in to vote for. Don't be walking in there blind just voting for the guy that you always voted for, voting for the guy whose name you know. Right. So let's jump back in and remind people that there are state house and state Senate and there's governor. There's, there's a ton of things you need to be educated about. You need to be educated about what's coming up in your locals for schools, for, for all the different things. You got to be a little bit educated when you go in there. Well, and we've said it before that how many times do you see these local politicians who ascend into the state political realm, mm-hmm. right? And then how many of those people ascend into congressional realm, into the federal yeah, realm. It's like the next step. Moment. Right. Like they're just so, stepping their way up. so keep that in mind. When you're voting for your mayor, don't vote for some shit bag and get him put in there. Because then next thing you know, he's a state rep. And then from state rep, he moves on and, you know, eventually someday maybe he's up in the federal level. Yeah. But it's all because nobody did their homework early on to say this guy doesn't deserve to even be mayor of this city much less a congressman. Yep. We have a uh, District 13 for state Senate. 
where Nathan Manning is going to be on the ballot. So if you're in District 13, keep an eye out for him. Uh, we're going to have him on an episode of Pod Bless America uh, here in the near future, just trying to work out some logistics with that. But uh, he's a friend of the show, and I've reached out to him to, at nauseum when it came to uh, House Bill Six and all the stuff that was happening. Oh, well, with the, listen, with listen, the power, and let's he, be honest. No, but he, but he, he gets back to me. That's that's the thing. Sure, let's be honest. We already had him on. I fucked this up, right? This was my fault. This was my fault for not mic checking. We already had Nathan Manning on, and the only reason I bring that up is because Nathan Manning's a man of his word. Nathan Manning told us he's coming on. He came on. He knows there's a problem. You know what Nathan Manning's going to do? He's going to come back on here and fix it. And that's huge to me, right? He could just blow us off at this point. Yeah, I already did what I said I was going to do, folks. But he's not. He's coming back. Nathan Manning's a real deal. Is he lighting your passion on fire? No. But is he doing what you elected him to do? And he's doing the job and he's, yes. re- and he's returning calls and returning text messages. A hundred percent. And we're having a dialogue about how I felt about house bill six when it went down and you know, look that up. If you want to see, you know, the, the travesty that was, but he's running for district 13 and um, he's got a good following and he's, and he's got a good backing here up North. I think he'll do well, but yeah, he will, he will be back. Jim spilled the beans. We had a freaking compromised episode with him. Yeah. I mean, oh, I screwed so, it up. Oh, the, the, so bad. But it, the, the audio was bad. The episode was great. It was the audio that was bad and I should have caught it and I didn't. And But it'll be a take two and, and it should be fun. But back to Mitt Romney. Okay. Well, I'm reading something here about Utah attorney general. Sean Reyes is preparing for a 2024 Senate run that could pit him against Senator Mitt Romney. Well, this guy says, I think it's pretty clear Romney will seek re-election. I believe Romney is enjoying serving in the Senate. So I, he's not up until 2024. It's a great job after all. Yeah, but he could, you know, jump into the presidential primary. Yeah, good luck. You know? How'd that work out? It says uh, Romney is 74 and will be 77 when he would run in 2024. He keeps a busy schedule, works hard, and appears to be in good health. <laughs> it says, uh, Come on, as man. for electability, Romney's... According to Biden's doctor, he's in good health too, so... As for electability, Romney's political health isn't as good as his physical health. His approval ratings are weak, especially among Republican voters. Hell yeah, they are, because he's a fucking rhino. (laughs) Fuck this guy. Seriously. You know what? Get get Mitt Romney on the phone. He ain't calling us back. Let's cold call him right now. He is not calling us back. But back to the primaries. U.S. Senate, U.S. House, Governor, other state executive, state Senate, uh, state House, state Supreme Court. Right. You should really know who that is because that there's a lot of cases that could come up that could be very important for uh, whatever side you're on. And, and you just need to be a little bit educated. Yeah. Well, it's not even for whatever side you're on. When you're talking about the Supreme Court, everybody on there should be constitutionalist, but that's period. Not the case. Okay, but it should be the case. And that's what you should be voting for. It shouldn't be because she's a Republican, even though they don't put R's and D's next to the judge's name because that shouldn't matter. But it's not because she's a Republican or she's a Democrat or he's a Republican. It should be what their record is on the Constitution, sure. on voting on constitutional issues. That's it. I don't want an R or a D in there. You know what I want? I want somebody who has read the Constitution, understands the Constitution, and rules with the Constitution every time. That's yeah. it. So you got intermediate, appellate court, municipal government, ballot measures, and local ballot measures. So you got you to put a I little know, bit of homework. I know this is dry stuff, right? I know that everybody would rather be watching TikTok videos. I know that you have softball with your kids. I know that you'd rather be out at the bars. I know you'd rather be playing Xbox. Whatever the hell you do, I get it. But all I'm asking is for maybe 20 minutes a night that you just research a different candidate. You just read about them and you see who you like. And then when it comes time to vote, we're talking, I mean, you're looking at 20%. What is the line for that? Mm. five minutes not even right there's nobody in there right i go in there but what i'm asking you to do is on your way to walmart stop at your voting location and vote in these primaries and don't vote for a politician unless you can say that your politicians are honestly doing the job unless your politicians are a jim jordan out there who are standing by the constitution every single time then don't vote for your politician. It's true. If you don't know what your politician has done for you, if you've ever sent an email to your politician, if you've ever sent a uh, called into your politician and they haven't called you back, 
If your politician has ever voted against the Constitution or has ever voted against his constituency and did what's best for them, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them, man. God damn. <clears throat> Dude, I'm serious. Fuck them. If they've ever voted against your best interest because they're there to represent you, then vote for the other guy. Because That's what's right. the worst that happens? What's the worst? The mm-hmm. worst is now you vote for them and you're like, God, this guy ain't working out. Next time we vote him out. Yeah. But you give them a chance because what we're doing is not working. And what we're doing got us to this point right here. And it will continue as long as they keep doing that. It's going to continue. And as long as you keep putting them in there, you're rewarding them for bad behavior. We've talked about it before. It's just like raising kids. You're in the grocery store and your kid's crying because he wants his candy bar. And you're like, no. And he starts screaming, acting like an asshole in the store. And you're like, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. Fine, here's your candy bar. What have you done? You've rewarded that kid for his bad behavior. It's true. Instead of picking that kid up, smacking him in the ass, and taking him out to the car. Well, it's time to smack these politicians in the ass. It's time to pick them up, tell them they're acting like a bunch of assholes, and smack them on the ass. That's what time it is. And it's time to put the other fucking guys in there. Put the Jonas Shoals in there. Put the mechanic. Why? Put Why the not? Farmer. Why not? Put the farmer in there. See what he can do. You know what? Maybe you don't like the guy, but you can't tell me honestly that you like DeWine. You can't tell me that what DeWine's doing is good for you. Yeah, that's so true. And I get it, man. I'm on social media this week just fighting with folks about these mask mandates. Actually, on the Pod Bless Facebook page. On the Facebook page, I'm I'm answering as Pod Bless, and I'm like, look, you can't possibly think that a mask mandate is a good idea. Now, what one of the things I said to the guy is like, I understand why you think it's a good idea. Because when I look at his profile, he's proudly boosted. Right. Oh, got my booster shot. Right. Okay. So you like it because you agree with it. What I used with him, the example I used is what if, what if the governor now comes out and says, you know what else is a health emergency? You know what else is a public safety emergency? Cell phones and cars. Yeah. We got a lot of people getting hurt every year. Cell phones and cars. Not paying attention. Right. They're not paying attention. They get in accidents. You know what I'm going to do? It's a mandate now. I'm going to mandate that you're no longer allowed to even possess a cell phone in a car. If you have a cell phone in a car, it has to be in your trunk while you're driving or a locked glove box or a locked glove box. Right. (laughs) Just like a gun, right? (laughs) Which is actually covered under the constitution. But yeah, that's what you have to do. Well, you're going to have to lock your phone in a glove box. Now you still all about mandates. I bet you're fucking not. Yeah, they're not. I bet you're not right. I bet you're not. Mm. And he's like, well, the constitution says, that And it, this was actually on the sheriff episode is the guy I was going back and forth with. And we'll talk about, I, I want to talk about that before we get off, but it was on the sheriff episode. And he's like, well, the constitution says, you know, and I'm like, Motherfucker. like, maybe you don't know it. <laughs> exactly. He told Daniela that, yeah. right? Like there's this girl that was in the everyday constitution that we know that is very well versed on the constitution. He's like, well, clearly you don't know what the constitution says. So we invited him and Daniela to come on the podcast. We'll have him out. Dueling political parties here. Now, I haven't heard back from him. Clearly, he's not going to come. No, no, clearly he's not. I mean, it was a cordial exchange between us. But I'm like, these governors, and that was his thing, is that Sheriff Lamb was standing against mask mandates. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I expect him to do. Standing up for the Constitution is what you're saying he was doing. And I don't want a law enforcement officer that's going to enforce mandates. I want a law enforcement officer that's going to enforce the law. And if it's that big a deal, the legislatures can vote on it and they can make it law. And then he'll take it from there. Right. And then he's got, he's he's got an oath to uphold. Got to uphold the law as long as it's constitutional. Once it goes through the constitutional process and it becomes a law, I'm all about it. Okay. I will enforce that law until the, until the day is long. You might not be happy about it, but you'll do your job. Right. Marijuana. I don't agree with it. I'll enforce it constitutionally it's sound change the law yeah but i don't want a sheriff who's going to be enforcing mandates <laughs> govern me harder daddy yeah exactly oh, daddy <laughs> anyway that's just yeah. fucking i get uh, off man i get off that just fucking pisses me off we're not trying to stump for the guys but the people that have put the time in uh, Bullshit. To, to come for these episodes we owe it to them because they've taken the time listen to come dan's not us. trying to stump for these guys i'm telling y'all right now vote for jonah Scholes. i am telling you right now jonah Scholes is episode nine 
And Joe Blystone, he drove his bus to our parking lot. <laughs> he did. Big ass bus. Jumped out. No team. No nothing. Yep. Hat and boots. Yep. Hat and boots. Sat right here and he was like, hey, boys. Yeah. He even poured himself a little. little Hell yeah, touch he did. And, and man, we. And that's all right because he actually show. slept in the parking lot. Slept in the parking lot right here yep. in, in this restricted airspace area we call <laughs> <In> our top <laughs> secret location. Joe Blystone's episode is episode 20. If anyone wants to go back there and just listen to what he's about. That's all we're saying. Just listen to it. If you don't like him, cool. Yeah, you're allowed to. Right. Not Be like informed. Him. That's all we want. Be informed. Mm-hmm. Know why you're voting for who you're voting for. And it's not going to take that long. Like my, my biggest fear is let's take somebody like Jonah. My first instinct is always like you get there, you think you want to make the change. All the establishment people invite you in and go, oh, that's cute. You just sit over there and we'll tell you where to vote, you know? But once we get enough of the Jonas in there that go, that's not how we're doing it anymore. You know what? I thought that. I used to think that about Jonah. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. I think Jonah would tell them to go fuck themselves. I really do. And Jonah has said, look, if I'm a one-term representative, I'm okay with that. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to look myself in the mirror and know that I represented the people instead of the big interest. But it's still a game that you have to get in and play. Well, maybe. You know. But like you said, you get enough in there and we change the rules to the game. Yeah. I'm sure it happened to Nathan when he was young and got into the House and then got into the Senate where they like welcomed him in and they're like, okay, you're another vote. But like, don't try to put too much crazy legislation through. Like, exactly. No one's going to sponsor. No one's going to co-sponsor it with you. Exactly. Like it's, and that's the same thing. I think Jonah now Blystone would be a little different because he's the top dog. Yeah. He, he gets yeah. elected into being the top dog. And uh, if you listen to episode 20, he was saying that, you know, when it comes to being financially sound, he goes, he goes, I got line item veto, whatever bill they pass that has to do with money. And we're going to put a picture up. We're going to put a picture up on the Pod Bless America page with what Dan bought Joe Blystone. And when Joe Blystone gets elected, we're actually going to go to Columbus. Or, or yeah, he comes back here. We've and, got a gift for him. And I got him a giant red Sharpie for, oh, his, huge. for his line item vetoes. So he doesn't run out of that ink. He's just going to, nope. I mean, all you steadfast listeners, you, you, you've listened to that. Okay, uh, let me just get back to Nathan real quick here or, or anybody, Jonah, who's, who's going and they're going to tell you, look, man, don't bring up too much legislation or nobody's going to back you on this. You know, who's going to back you. If you're bringing up things that your constituency wants, that's who's going to back you. And I don't care if you don't get another co-sponsor, but you can be, go back to your constituency and be like, this is what I did for you. They wouldn't let it go through. This is what I did for you. For sure. That is what I want. I don't give a shit if they let it go through. What I want is a guy who's working for me. That's what I want. That's all I want. Maybe we should take a poll on the Pod Bless America Facebook page. Give everyone there three options of what the next episode should be. And, all right. And let everybody vote. And keep the voting open for 48 hours. All right. I don't give a shit. And then, and that will put some juicy shit in there. I want you guys to talk about (laughs) favorite stripper (laughs) Tiffany's ever. Jesus. (laughs) Well, no, no, I'm saying a real, it's going to be be political Uh, or not even political. I don't care. I mean, as long as it's not crazy, right? Yeah. As long as it is three options or maybe we'll just give them two options. I just want to see how the vote goes. I know the one thing I'm going to put up there. Well, I guess they won't even hear it until this won't even drop by the time they get the vote. But either way, I'm excited about it. Just switch it up a little bit. Give Let's give the people what they want. Yeah, no, I'm all for it. Because, uh, you know, every day it's like, you know, every Monday everyone's like, well, what are they talking about next? Because yeah, nah. we've been rolling, man. We're 26, 26 episodes yeah. in and, and we've been having a lot of fun. And, and look, been- man, if you go on any, I don't care, go to Spotify, go to CastBox, go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to podcasts and just put in any topic any topic at all and look at the podcasts that are on there. And I bet greater than 90% ended after five podcasts, right? Ended after seven podcasts. They're like 2019. They had like five weeks and they're like, we're doing it every week. And then they skipped three weeks and then they did one more a month later and then they were done, just disappeared. There's a pod bless America out there that didn't do very well. And we're 26 weeks in, we're doing okay. Yeah. We've got a lot of support. Yeah. That's half a year. Half a year. God damn, dude, really? <laughs> it is. Crazy. <laughs> so um, we're having a good time doing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So listen, I'm going to end with this. There is nothing more important to me 
mean, mine is the Constitution. There's nothing more important to me than primary elections. Primaries are where we're going to change this country. You're not going to change this country on general elections because you're left with two shit fucking candidates. You have to make the conscious decision that, look, I am going after work and I'm going to vote my primary. If you're off, I'm going to take 10 minutes out of my day and go and vote in this primary. And if I don't know what my politician has done, then fuck it. He's out. Like if he's just some milk toast politician that's just going along to get along. You only see him when the yard signs yep, are out. Right, right. Every election, he's like, oh, I'm here for you. Yeah, well, fuck you. I haven't seen you in the last two years. You're out. I'm going to try something new. Pledge to me that you are going to go and vote in this primary and you're going to vote these assholes out who have been in Congress too long and done nothing. Nothing. And put these new guys in that got these ideas. Do your research. Look them up. There are people running your primaries right now that I guarantee that if you listen to them, you're going to be like, you know what? That's what I was with Jonah. I see this young kid and I'm like, this guy doesn't know nothing. Then he spoke. Then he spoke. And I'm like, where do I buy your t-shirt? That's where I think he's registering with people when he goes door to door and goes face to face and shakes their hand. And they're like, that guy's putting in work. they're They're like, this is different. (laughs) <laughs> that guy's putting in work different. And yeah. like I said, in that phone call, man, I, I marched with him in a parade and I was handing out stuff for him mm-hmm. and I would walk up to people. And I'm like, do you hate politicians? And everybody was like, yep. And I would sure give him do. one of his brochures and I'm like one of his cards. And I'm like, then this is your guy. Cause we hate politicians too. Oh, they're scumbags. Get rid of your politicians and put these guys in. So being at 20%, as far as turnout goes in the last election for primaries, what do you want? Do you want to double it? You want to see 40? Would that make you happy? I mean, at least as a starter for, for the numbers turning around. I mean, I guess, I mean, at least it's going in the right direction at that point. I mean, what do I want to see? Oh, you 90%. See, yeah. But that's, right. That's but, but dream. that is, well, that's one of those countries that like we were talking about has compulsory yeah. elections. Yeah. You're not, you wor- have to vote. you're not working that day and your one job is, but if you your- look and I read it somewhere and I don't have it up here, but it's only like 70% of those that are allowed to vote have registered to vote where you look at some of these countries, like I think it's Australia. So like 93%, there's a lot of countries out there. Because it's mandatory registration. Just like when you turn 18, you have to register for the selective service, Yeah, at least as a male. Mm-hmm. I think it should be that way now. I think that the first time you get a driver's license, when you are 18 years old, you have to register to vote. Now, we've passed the deadline for being able to register, but there's a whole lot of folks now, as it ramps up, they're going to hear it. And they're like, God, I wish I could vote. I would vote for this guy, but they can't because they never registered. Yeah, they missed the deadline. Right. Get them registered. The BMV will ask you, do you want to register? Fuck that. Tell them they have to register. We're not telling you you have to vote, but you have to register. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Whatever we, whatever yeah. address is on your license when you renew, boom, you're registered there. Well, we're going to have to talk to our elected officials and see if we can get that passed, right? Right. And I don't have any problem with that. That doesn't infringe on any rights. It's actually cementing your rights. Dude, listen, do me a favor. Please get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. The primaries are more important than the general. Change your thinking. Change your thinking. Yeah. The, the primaries are what matters. Because if you show out in the primary, then the general is almost a having, chip shot. Can you imagine having two good candidates? I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're a Democrat. Get out in your primaries and you vote for the best candidate. Because then when you get to the general, man, we got to fight now. We don't have the lesser two evils. We got the lesser of best candidates that you're fighting against. Yeah, but we're still missing out on independent American Party, libertarians. Everyone I've seen in this ballot. Well, you know what, though? Think about what you just said. Think about what you just said. We're missing out on them because there's no reason for them to get involved because nobody votes for them. Yeah. Nobody's coming out. They don't even have pictures next to their name. Oh, well, they're (laughs) dead to you then. They're dead to you. Get your shit together. Fucking assholes. <laughs> you know what? If you don't have a picture, uh, there's somebody running out. What's his name? Paquita. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's Paquita. Yeah. Listen, Mark Paquita, get a picture next to your name in Ballopedia. Yeah, step it up. What, we want to see who we're voting for. Or not voting for. Or not. Yeah, whatever. All right. You got anything else, Dan? I do not. Nothing? No. What did I say I wanted to talk about? That, oh, I know what it was. So these guys that are commenting 
on our Facebook page, on the Pod Bless America Facebook page that are coming to trolls, right? The trolls are coming, especially on the sheriff episode. Oh, yeah, the sheriff episode yeah. got a lot. Yeah, man. And they're like, yeah, you know what? All cops are bastards, you know, oink, oink, whatever. You know what? We don't give a shit. The First Amendment doesn't apply to Pod Bless America. The First Amendment, that applies to the government stifling your speech. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say the Pod Bless America does not have the right to stifle your speech. You're right. So when you come on here and you don't bring anything to the conversation and you're just trolling and trying to get under our skin, okay, we're just going to hide the comment. We're going to ban you from the page. We don't care. Right. And what we did was we, we paid Facebook a little bit of money to share it for a month. And that's literally sheriff, a little bit. The Sheriff Lamb episode. And for the amount of reach that it has, 15,211 people reached. I don't know how accurate that number is. It's just Facebook telling me what it is, but we, it's getting a lot of burn. You got two, almost two and a half thousand likes, laughs, angry hearts, all that shit. Oh, bring them. You got 162 comments and 83 shares. And I bet you probably 75 of those shares are from people that see it come up in their ad, know who the guy is and want to share it. Yeah. And, and, and so I think the ad has helped there. But what it has done is, you know, we can sell who it goes out to, the, the kind of people with the same kind of beliefs, like podcasts. If you Yeah, but Facebook's like, nah, nah, fam. Nah, we're going to send it out. You know who we're sending it out to? We're going to send it out to a bunch of anarchist Black Lives Matter. That's who we're sending it out to. Hey, yeah, hey, love the police. Here's a podcast for you. And they're like, yeah, fuck the police. Yeah. So And, and they, they jump on there and they troll out or they, they try to bait and, and you, can, you can just get bounced, you know? Not only are you going to get deleted, but you're not going to see our stuff anymore. Right. And we don't give a shit. We nope. don't. I mean, nope, we got that one guy that we anything. invited who took on one of the girls from, uh, uh, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, she was on the Everyday Constitution page and she knows the Constitution. And he was going back and forth with her, and we got on in Spot Bless America. We said, hey, look, come on. Let me know. We'll have you and Danielle on here, because he accused her of not knowing the Constitution. All right. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's talk about it. And you haven't then, heard from him. Yeah, and then he's Crickets. got nothing. Crickets. Got nothing. Crickets. What's his, bring, God, I wish I knew his name. I'd call him out on here. He doesn't bring anything to the table. None of them do. No. I mean, even... So, yeah, I mean, you know, you can accuse us of, oh, you guys are all about the Constitution, but fuck the First Amendment. Well, yeah, you know what? First Amendment don't apply here, man. This is a private company, a private group. Yeah. It doesn't apply here. And yep. I'll tell you right now that we stand unequivocally behind law enforcement. If you're going to come on here and you're going to talk shit for no other reason than talk shit about law enforcement, you're out. Got to go. You're out. Ain't right? nobody got time for that. No. And you know what? We ain't got time for bad law enforcement. We'll call them out. Sure. We'll call out those law enforcement who are violating the Fourth Amendment. Absolutely. Use of force? Absolutely. But I bet you it's high 90s percent of law enforcement that's out there every day is doing it for the right reasons and they're doing the right job. So don't sit here and talk about law enforcement in a broad brush about how they're all whatever because we're not going to tolerate it. Yeah. Yeah, and we got the ability to, and we could have left it up, but it's just garbage on there. You know there. what, it's, you, you want to shit on law enforcement? Go ahead and start your own show. Go yeah. and start your own show from your basement in your mom's house. We don't give a shit. Mom, hot pockets, fuck! So, yeah, I whatever. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was They get low. you fired up, uh, and, you know and what? I think that's what they're trying to do. Oh, they don't get me fired up, but I, I just laugh at them, man. You know what, you want to start in your mom's kitchen, you want to start a podcast about fuck the police, okay. Go ahead, but you're not going to do it on ours. Nope. Not nope. going to do it on ours, man. Yeah, All right. They're mad because Sheriff Lamb smiles so big. Whoo. He's living that life. He got right. that hat. You got mad? that big hat. You mad? Oh, oh, they're mad. He's living a good life. They're mad. He'll get reelected, too. He's living a good life. And you know what? Sheriff Lamb don't give a shit about you in New York. He don't give a shit yeah. about you in California. Con Connecticut. <laughs> you know where he cares Oregon. about? If anybody from Pinal County's on there and they're like, oh, I hate this guy, he might care. He definitely doesn't care about somebody in Connecticut. That's I can, true. I can That's assure true. you. All right. As always, we appreciate the support. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you could do us a favor and leave a five-star rating, if you love what you hear, it helps us out. Every single one does. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter at Pod Bless America. And if you want to reach out directly, you can get me at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. And you can get me at Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And Pod Bless America.